Hey there, sweet sister. Welcome back to the Shine with Franny show. I'm so glad you're here. So for those of you who have been following for a little while, I certainly hope that you are already a member of our Facebook group. It's a private group called Free and Favored. And if you are new to the podcast, then I want you to go ahead and pause what you're doing right now and hop on over there. We have lots of fun up in there. We've got Transformation Tuesday posts. I do challenges in there. There are sometimes giveaways. Holla at your girl and lots of fun things that happen there. So pause what you're doing right now and then come back and hit play. Grab your notebook and get ready for some fun. Hey, sweet sister. Welcome to the Shine with Franny show. I'm Franny and I'm on a mission to help you become stronger, healthier, and more confident using God's word so you can live fully, freely, and fearlessly. I'm committed to bringing you edutaining stories, which is my way of saying I'm going to make you laugh a little and learn a little something at the same time, with the hope that you will be encouraged and strengthened to kung fu kick that darn devil right in the crotch and let him know his rightful place in your life. Girl, he is not the boss of you, so let's claim your freedom and walk in it. All right, sweet sister, you are in the right place if you're also under construction and you need a little extra Jesus and joy in your world every day. I believe that God has a special message for you today. It's about to get hot up in here, so let's go. All right, all right, all right. Today is Tuesday, well, at least the time of the recording, because I know all of y'all might listen a week or two or a month or even a year later. But at the time, this is Tuesday, and every Tuesday, I like to drop something that we call here on the Shine With Franny show, Move and Memorize. There is abounding research about the importance of moving your body and having that physical and that kinesthetic, you know, bodily awareness in your brain, like the connection that it makes when you're physically moving your body because the blood is flowing, the oxygen is pumping through your veins, and it is much easier to memorize. Now, I don't know about you guys. If you saw my Instagram a couple weeks ago, I did a really funny reel. Well, at least I thought it was funny. Okay. I laugh at myself a lot. And I shared... (laughs) A little we didn't start the fire and I was like how is it that I can like pretty much recite every single one of these words verbatim but I cannot tell you why I walked into the kitchen so it just goes to prove that you know things when we memorize them when we stick them especially to music or when we're moving our bodies we have a better chance of remembering them so don't tell yourself oh I can't remember or I can't memorize scripture that is a lie from the pit of hell right and I like to remind myself that I have to go ahead and keep it locked to my heart because I don't always have a bible in my hand Okay, so today we are diving into the Song of Psalms, Song of Songs, pardon me, also known as the Song of Solomon, and we are diving into chapter four. So last week we started this and it was chapter two. Today we are diving into chapter four. So for those of you who might be finding your Bible, if you're listening, just go ahead and grab a pen and paper because you're going to want to take some notes. But before we dive into the scripture, I'm going to share with you a little bit of story because you know I like to just be real with y'all up in here, okay? So When I was in my, I don't know, probably late 20s and early 30s, I was engaged when I was in my mid-20s and then broke that engagement. And then one summer, I had just finished graduate school and I decided that I was going to go on dates because I really had not been dating after the um, engagement breakup. And so I decided, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to start dating. And I joined Match.com. And then, you know me, if if you've been following me for a hot minute, you know, like I am a goal-oriented person. So guess what I did? I was like, I'm going to go on 100 dates this summer. Now, for all of y'all who are school teachers, okay, I was a teacher at the time before I entered into admissions. And... (laughs) I was like, okay, 100 dates is doable. Now, mind you, there are less than 90 days, you know, of their summer break. Like most of the time, it's actually like 60 because by the time you have your, you know, post-teacher planning and your pre-teacher planning and your orientation, all that shenanigans, 
or as I like to say, shafranigans, you know, you really only have about not even 60 days. Okay. But you do deserve that break. Let me just tell you, thank you, school teachers. So that's where I vowed that I was going to go on hundred So that meant, wait for it, more than one, more than one a day. Now I was legit about this y'all. Like I literally had, like, I wrote a blog about it. I, I mean, this was when blogs are like really just started coming out because I'm 45 now. And so we're talking 15 years ago, good 15 years ago. And I had a spreadsheet. I like wrote like notes about the person, like if they like Star Wars, what their favorite kind of ice cream was, if they had kids, you know, all the things where they were from. I had like my first date outfit that I wore. So I always knew like, okay, I'm going to wear this on the first date. And then I even had some really good friends. Shout out to my friend, Kristen. I would text her before I would go places and I'd be like, all right, if I don't text you in an hour and a half, either it's going really well, or I'm chopped up like in someone's like backyard or something like come find me. And so I typically, met, you know, I would never go to anybody's house on a first date, especially, but you know, I kind of had like my little circle of Starbucks or happy hour places or whatever. Anyways. So this one guy though, in particular shared something with me and I'll never forget it. So we're talking 15 years ago, you guys. And so he shared with me that his, that eyes were his favorite attribute for a person. And I was like, really? Because most guys, you know, let's just be real. They talk about some other body parts. Okay. That are definitely below your eyes. And for me, it's like a smile. Like right now, I would love to hear from you. What is your favorite attribute of a person, right? But I think the smile is just so telling. Like you can tell, first of all, if somebody doesn't smile, what's wrong with them? Like we're supposed to go through this life joyful. So I love a guy's smile. I love, you know, anyone's smile really. But you know, some guys say other things, okay? And so he said, yeah, I love looking at a person's eyes. And he said, you know, the reason for that is, and I'm thinking, oh, he's going to be like all sweet about it. Like, oh yeah, that's the window to the soul and, you know, a romantic. And he's like, well, they're the only thing that really doesn't age. And I was like, well, does that mean he's afraid that I'm going to have like saggy boobs or like need Botox? Like, I don't know. Or wow, that's really interesting. So he shared that was like one of his favorite things and attributes about a person. And I thought, wow, that is, that's really quite remarkable. So now I always look at somebody's eyes. I think that that is just so profound. So in this verse, um, we're going to look at chapter four, verse one. And as I mentioned before, you know, this book of the Bible can be a little risque. All right. Give me a shout. Yes and amen if you if you believe that to be true. And I'll be honest, if somebody talked to me like this, especially like during my courtship and then on my wedding night, I'd be like, um, my hair looks like a flock of goats. Like, uh, I don't know if I think I made a wrong choice here. We're already on our wedding night. Like, ugh. okay, so maybe I'm too superficial. Well, I definitely have some issues there. So in this chapter, chapter four, verse one, He says, this is the verse, and I'm going to kind of unpack it a little bit, but he says, how beautiful you are, my love, how your eyes shine with love behind your veil. I'm going to tell you in a minute, there's another translation of this. Your hair dances like a flock of goats bounding down the hills of Gilead. How beautiful you are, my love, how your eyes shine with love behind your veil. Your hair dances like a flock of goats bounding down the hills of Gilead. Now, tell me if somebody said that to you, you'd be like, um what does that mean? (laughs) Okay. I I would be saying that. So as I unpack this again, I always use various commentaries. I use the Moody Bible commentary. I use David Guzik's um, Enduring Word commentary, um, the Blue Letter Bible. There's a couple of different sources that I go to, but I love this first verse. How beautiful you are, my love. If I envision Jesus saying that to the church or God saying that to the Israelites, like And I want you to envision him saying that to you, sweet sister, because you are the body of the church. You are a member, an important, beautiful, chosen, beloved, cherished member of the church. 
And so I just love that. How beautiful you are, my love. He's looking at this person on his wedding night and he is just like, oh my gosh, you are just amazing. You're just beautiful. There's this unconditional love that he has for her and all of her beauty and all of her gorgeousness. And then it says how your eyes shine with love behind your veil. Now it was not customary for the women to wear a full on veil. They would care, they would cover their heads, but they wouldn't usually cover their eyes. And as I mentioned earlier, there is a translation that says how your dove, excuse me, your eyes are like doves behind your veil, right? And so if we think about a dove, one, we know that the dove is what ascended upon uh, Jesus after he was baptized with John by John, pardon me. And so as I read through that, just thinking about a dove, right? That oftentimes dove is associated with peace. And so it's this, the fullness and clearness and the purity that is behind her eyes. And so I want you to remember that about yourself, how your eyes shine with love, like that of a dove behind your veil. You have pureness, you have goodness, you have, you know, clarity, you have fullness of life in your own eyes. Think about what my crazy friend said to me. And he said, you know, the eyes are what never age. And we know, of course, scripture tells us too, that they are the window to the soul. So they are what literally somebody can see through down into your, into your soul. I love to the reminder in first Samuel 16, seven, that God doesn't look at, you know, the outward appearance. That's what man looks at, but God looks at your heart. So when I'm looking at someone's eyes, I can see, you know, if there are tears welling up in their eyes or if they have little creases, the little crow's feet on the side, I can see if they're smiling. Even behind all the COVID masks we've been wearing, I can still tell if someone, you know, just by looking at their eyes, what their emotions are. So that's telling you what's in their heart. So also as we go through, this is the first part, the first verse, pardon me, in that chapter. And he lists out the seven physical characteristics and features. And the first one that he notices is the eyes. So I thought back about what my you know guy friend had said, obviously it didn't work out. And I thought, wow, that really is a powerful thing that that was the first thing that he was recognizing under the veil, which we, he was going to then remove. And so when God removes that veil from us, what does he see? right? If we think about a film covering our eyes, what is hidden behind there? He then goes on to say, your hair dances like a flock of goats. Now this one I had to do a little bit of research on because I was like, "Mm, what exactly does that mean? Well, what I learned was like the goats that were coming down the mountainside in this, you know, um, middle Eastern part of the world that they actually, they had these long hair. They weren't like the little short hair goats that sometimes you see like these little pygmy goats and people doing like crazy goat yoga. This was like this long flowing hair, almost like that you would envision like of a golden retriever, but it was this black hair. And so as they were bounding down the mountain, they were full of energy and vitality and life. And so he's saying your hair is, you know, it dances like a flock of goats. It's long and flowing and vivacious and energetic. And so it's obviously beautiful. He's just describing her beauty in this beautiful, you know, hyperbolic way. And then they're bounding down the the hills of Gilead. And so as we think about the seven physical characteristics, you know, he describes two here. I want you to, because you always know that I I love sharing, you know, information here, but I want you to take this and apply this to your own life. And I want you to think about this and perhaps it's not your eyes, perhaps it's not your hair, but I want you to think, how does God see you when he looks at you? And perhaps it is your eyes. What is he looking? What does he see when he looks in your eyes? Is there fear? Is there excitement? Is there worry? Is there doubt? Is there contentment? Is there joy? What is behind your eyes? 
And then I want you to ask yourself in terms of the hair. Now, perhaps we don't just physically think of our hair. You know, you don't have to be like a Pantene commercial, okay? But I want you to think about your own hair and, you know, the, the, the energy, pardon me. And perhaps it's not with your hair, but how do you energize the world? How do you give, you know, your energy to the world? What is it? Maybe it is in your hair. I don't know. I'm thinking it's probably a little bit more, not a superficial, a little bit more, uh, you know, in depth than that. But I want you to think about it. What is something that lights you up? What is something that God would be like, gosh, this is the way you shine in this world. I love this about you. Now, it might very well be a physical characteristic about you. Again, it might be your smile. I don't know if it's going to be your, you know, your beautifully manicured toes. I'm just saying. But I really want you to think about how God sees you, how beautiful you are, my love. So I'm going to just end us with that today, but I'm going to read it over one more time. I want you to write it on a note card, put it on a screensaver, do something, but I want you to go ahead and move and memorize this week's scripture, which is Song of Solomon, chapter four, verse one. How beautiful you are, my love, how your eyes shine with love behind your veil. Your hair dances like a flock of goats bounding down the hills of Gilead. So sweet sister, I just want you to know that you are beautiful and you are the love. You are the bride of Christ. Your eyes do shine. They do sparkle. They do twinkle with love because you have joy and excitement and energy, which just lights up this world. That is God ordained. That is God inspired. As Rick Warren says, there's no such thing as accidental children. Perhaps accidental parents, but no such thing as accidental children. So you are here on purpose and for a purpose. So set out your day today, just really anchoring in that and trusting and knowing and believing in your spirit that you are a beloved daughter of the most high. Until next time, sweet sister, keep shining. Hey sister, thank you so much for tuning in today. I know life is full, but I hope I can fill your cup to overflow with more Jesus and joy. While I hope we're friends on all social platforms, I invite you to click the subscribe button so each episode will automatically download once it's released. Oh, and real quick before you go, if you found value in today's message and you learned something new, please share a rating and write a review. And of course, I'd love for you to share this message with another sister who might be encouraged by it too. Now, get out there and live fully, freely, and fearlessly, knowing that that is why you're here. Until next time, shine on, sweet sister.